Hot Mike with Houston and Hogan features two radio professionals with over a hundred years of broadcasting experience between them. Dave Hogan and Randy Houston are both native Western North Carolinians whose rich voices have been heard in every glade, cove, and holler of Western North Carolina and East Tennessee, primarily on AM radio. And between the two of them, they've worked in just about every radio format. As you can imagine, these guys have tons of stories about the day-to-day of live radio and the interactions they've had with listeners and entertainers while they were immersed in, at the time, one of the most influential and informative mediums available. Those experiences will be featured in this podcast series. Check the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts with Randy and Dave on Hot Mike with Houston and Hogan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hot Mike with Houston and Hogan. I'm the Houston part. And a big Hogan howdy to you, Dave Hogan here, and we're here to dangle some participles and split some infinitives, okay? <laughs> and we got an English expert over here in the corner, so we better... So you show it we, off. We better not dangle any participles. <laughs> you, you show it <laughs> off that you know what a participle is. Well, I heard one the other day. Correct me if I'm wrong. A participle? Engl- yeah. Walking through the kitchen, the smoke alarm went off. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, the smoke alarm was walking through the kitchen. Well, you and I are going to talk a little bit today about the history of recording and how records were made back when they made records, what we called records. Some people probably, when you say record nowadays, wonder what it is. You know, the younger generation, kids coming on, like uh, grandkids, you say something about a record. They say, what, what are you talking about? That's right. You Believe it or not, when I started in broadcasting in 1957, we still played a few 78 RPM records. Now, the 78 RPM records were made of shellac. Okay. Big old, and, thick, heavy things. Yeah, and they would break easily. You had to be careful right. because if you yeah. drop one on a, on the floor, it would it would shatter. So you had to be very careful when you put a 78 RPM record on uh, the turntable. And, of course, RPM stands for revolutions per minute. And uh, I looked up the origin of the, the, the word shellac. Because I always wonder, you know, we use words and we never stop or seldom stop to think about where the word came from, what it means. Mm-hmm. There are some uh, insects, the lac, L-A-C, lac insect, over in Thailand and in India, in that part of the world. And the, the, the female, the she, secretes a resin that is harvested off the trees combined with alcohol to make what we call shellac. She lac. She lac. The she bug or insect. She lac. So it took a lot of bugs to make a record. That's right. Yeah. And uh, then after the 78 RPM records, 45s were made out of vinyl. Vinyl being a synthetic 
uh, right. product. You'd have to be a scientist to describe what vinyl is is made of. And of course, now we're into a whole different uh, era of uh, recorded music, and we'll get to that in a moment. But I, uh, as I said, a few 78s, very few, but 78s were on their way out when I got into radio. The last 78 was manufactured in 1959. I got in radio in 1957 when 45s were becoming commonplace. Common 45s and 33 and a third, 45 revolutions per minute, 33 and a third revolutions per minute. And your turntable had all three speeds. Right. And every disc jockey that worked in that era... <laughs> I know what you were going to say. <laughs> ...has been subject to that prank. Of course. Where some, you, you've gone to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and while you've gone to the bathroom, somebody comes in... You had a the, record queued up, ready to go. You had a record ready to go. On the right speed. On the 45, and somebody would slip in and put it on 78. So you were sitting there... And now, let's listen to Don Gibson and I Can't Stop Loving You. I can't stop loving you. I can't, I can't stop loving you, Gibson. <laughs> Every DJ has been <laughs> the subject of that kind of... <laughs> oh, and they're standing out in the hall looking through the glass. Just laughing <laughs> as you're stumbling and figuring it out. Going yeah. out, apologizing. <laughs> uh, the first 45 RPM record, commercial record, was a country music record. Really? I didn't know that. 1948, RCA, RCA Victor, Eddie Arnold, Texarkana Baby, the very first RPM, 45 RPM record. You remember the song? Uh, Texarkana Baby, yeah. She's my Texarkana Baby. Do I love her loudy law? Her pappy came from Texas, her ma from Arkansas. Eddie Arnold. Eddie Boy, Arnold's very first. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the very first 45 RP. RPM record that was produced. On RCA Records, <laughs> and, and of course, it was the the, do, the logo, the visual you get of that is the dog looking at the horn and mm-hmm. staring down the horn. The yeah. gramophone, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't around with the gramophones and the cylinder records. No, me either. Believe it or not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we talked about that uh, cutting records and where the word cutting came from. Uh, You you said that uh, when you came to WSKY in 1960, that uh, one of those acetate cutting machines was in the house yeah and i sure was. and there was when i came along to 570 wwnc in 1975 there was one of them sitting over in the corner unused mm-hmm. but it was a relic from days gone by and you'd only use an acetate one time oh is that right yeah i didn't realize that uh once you cut the groove Oh, that's right. You okay? Got gotcha. you. Yeah, no more. Yeah. And I remember the program director in, at WSKY was uh, Al Levy, and Al would do our PSAs, public service announcements, on those acetates, and so that's how we played. But most of our uh, music of course was on 45s but most of the commercials were on the reel to reel yeah and if you had cut number 12 down in that reel uh, yeah uh you it people say what do you do while the record's playing well in those days if you had a commercial coming up for let's say woolworth's department store 
and on your program log it would say cut 12 or it first first it would tell you what tape and then what cut hanging on the wall was a, a re, some reel to reel tapes and you had to put your headphone jack into that tape recorder run it down to cut 12 to find cut 12 while so, the record's playing you're and, you're listening through your headphones yeah and it took a little time you know to find oh, yeah. cut 12 which was the commercial that you played next so it was a little cumbersome to say the least but it was fun looking back on it. The first 78 RPM record, by the way, came out in 1898. And uh, 78 RPM records were discontinued in 1959. The first 45 RPM record came, and the first 33 and a third, came out in 1948. And as I said, the first single, 45, in any genre of music was Eddie Arnold and Texarkana Baby. So that's a little background of um, recorded music. But now, vinyl, there's still a lot of people who like vinyl. And there's a place in Asheville, the old Citizen Times building, uh, where they record and uh, they press uh, vinyl records like we used to play and also sell record players for people who would like to go back and play music off a record player like we used to. You and I had the pleasure of visiting uh, that facility and watching them press a record. Tell us about it. Yeah, the Citizen Times uh, uh, recording, or Citizen Times Vinyl Company, I think it's called, in the former Citizen Times building on O'Henry Avenue, downtown Asheville. And uh, Dave and I had lunch in, a, in the lobby of the old building there. There's a nice deli, and uh, we can see through the windows the pressing of those albums they don't it looked to me like they don't cut anymore cut an album it's it's a heat press transfer situation and they were pressing albums and you can see that and have lunch there now upstairs i think it's the second floor uh is where the studios of, of 570 wwnc were located from probably the 40s up to 1969. Probably the late 30s. Late 30s, okay. Probably. Yeah, you're right. Jimmy Bill Monroe, Jimmy Rogers. Right. Uh, uh, all the traditional country music artists from the 30s and 40s. You know, they had live radio back then. It was called the Western North Carolina Farm and Home Hour. It was at mm-hmm. 11 o'clock on every weekday morning and it was, it was live in the studios on the second floor of that building in those studios at that time uh, my understanding were that they were state of the art no question about it you had yeah. to be state of the art because as i said you had a lot of live programming you had a piano in right, the studio right orchestra but, yeah yeah and by the way the name is citizen vinyl citizen vinyl north carolina's first record pressing vinyl record pressing company and uh it's open to the public and they give tours up there in the citizen times the old citizen times building where i'd say most people in the Asheville area know where it is where it's located yes of course and uh, you and i are going to take that tour one of these days i i peered in from the hallway uh i came to 570 in 1975 they had 
moved from that Citizen Times building out to what we called Radio Ranch. It was the 570 transmitter site, 65 acres of property out West Buncombe, Lester Highway area. And we moved, or they moved, to that location with studios in 1969. So from 69 until this revival here by the Citizen Vinyl Company, it served as offices Mm -hmm. for the Asheville Citizen Times. And they had back before, uh, before social media and the internet changed the radio industry, the TV industry, and the newspaper industry, the Citizen Times, I don't know how many employees they had, but it was a building full of employees. Right. I remember one time I was in the department, the, 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 the what I'd call the one ad department, classified ads. They had at least a dozen people just working in the classified ads department there at the Asheville Citizen Times. Yeah, and... Uh it's really nice to to see and and the uh the folks that have uh developed the recording studio they've put in some pristine analog and digital equipment up there that can master the recording and send it downstairs and have it pressed into a vinyl album and uh there's the ear that it takes to hear the difference between the digital x's and o's or uh, ones and zeros that digital is to hear the analog drum beat and bass guitar and vocals of analog and a real actual capture recording of the voice uh, it's gold there are people waylon jennings was one of them waylon jennings didn't like digital. Did not like digital at all. And, Lots and of he, he had yeah. the kind of ear that could really Hear tell it. the difference. Now, we went from the 45 RPM record to uh, compact ones discs. And, and ones and zeros. Ones and zeros. That's what it is. That's what we put on the compact disc was ones and zeros. Mm-hmm. Every note was transformed into a one or a zero. I remember the first time that I played a CD instead of a record. I uh, had been working for WJCW in Johnson City, and uh, it was moving towards a talk format, and at that time in my career, I wanted to play music. Uh, I didn't want to do talk radio. Later on, I did, and uh, I went to work for an FM station, US 99, there in the Tri-Cities in Johnson City, and uh, they had just installed CD players. (laughs) Uh, this was about 89 or 90. They had just installed CD players, just moved, moved from turntables and 45s to CDs, and that's the first time that I played a, a CD. And it was goodbye to vinyl records. No more queuing up a record and getting ready to play. It's, uh, I know. I'm, now I'm in the digital world totally. 100 tell us about your radio program in hendersonville henderson county uh that is a a classic country station with an incredible history 1450 a.m fm 107.7 and it's whkp.com where you can find the live stream it's a classic country full service radio station with a rich rich heritage uh since 1946 and i 
I have the privilege of sitting in the air chair that some really great broadcasters have sat in. Uh, Kermit Edney was the owner of that property for many, many years, and I've shared with you some of his great broadcasting abilities. And and now I do the morning thing there, 6 to 9 a.m., get to play classic country. And play, I underline and bold, play is all I do. I have fun on the air every morning from 6 to 9, playing the music that we played in the 70s and 80s and the classic country from the 60s. I played some Glazer Brother music this morning in reminisce, reminding everybody about we had no water in Asheville and the, and the Glazer Brothers do such a beautiful version of that old song, Cool, Clear Water. The Glazer Brothers and... I cannot understand why they are not in the Country Music Hall of Fame. I totally agree. I had a friend in Nashville. He went by the name Roy B. As a singer, his name was Roy Bledsoe. He knew a lot of the the country music uh, artists way back when. And so I um, got acquainted with Roy. He had a band and played on some of the country music shows I promoted in Asheville. Opening act or some of the country music artists. And Roy took me out to the Glazer Brothers studio. They had a recording studio. And in that studio is where Country Outlaw music started. Was born there, Tom, yeah. Tom yeah. Paul Glazer was one of the uh, outlaws. But they had a little, they had one of the reasons. You remember um, it first started with Realtors, and I believe, if I recall correctly, uh, my uh, son-in-law uh, sold uh, these frequencies, these low-frequency FM transmitters. You drive up to a house, and when you drove up to that house, you could tune to a certain frequency. frequency. Mm-hmm. And am I correct, Gina? You're yep. not sure. It's two. They're two to three watt FM transmitters, yeah. and and on there's a tape loop in there that's going to tell you all about that house that's for sale. You're sitting in the driveway of. Maybe uh, my daughter's husband Mark Edwards. Maybe he was just talking about doing that. But I remember a conversation with him. It's done. But a lot, anyway, yeah. here's what the Glazer Brothers did. They had this recording studio. And, of course, in a recording studio, you got the big uh, speakers mm-hmm. where you got the big booming sound. Right. And when you record something, you go uh, a song or an artist, uh, you go back and you listen to it to try to make sure that all the instruments are at the correct volume, etc. The Glazer Brothers install one of those low uh, power FM transmitter transmitters. They would go out to their car after they recorded somebody to hear what, and they would listen to what was recorded on the car radio <laughs> because that's actually how the public was going to hear the music. Wasn't that genius? Genius. And it, and it's a trick that was used a whole lot and perfected. For the sound of AM radio by Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, mm-hmm. the mix 
was designed to hit in the frequency, the narrow frequency of the AM band. And if you ever hear, if you hear Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons and uh, Walk Like a Man or Sherry or something, it just jumped out of the radio at you. Jumped out of the radio at you. And you wanted to hear it again and again and again. And you wouldn't go to buy it. And that's the way it worked. But the Gladys Brothers knew that what they heard in the studio on those big speakers was not going to be the same in the car on a car radio. And so they'd go listen on the car radio and they said, well, the bass needs to be a little (laughs) stronger or that electric guitar is too loud. And they'd go back in and adjust until they got it right. (laughs) Genius. Why aren't the Glazer brothers in the country music hall of fame? And that harmony, uh, I talked about it this morning on the show. Those three brothers were raised singing together. Those three brothers were raised singing together like the Gatlin brothers were and the Glazer brothers and those three three brothers together that sound you can't digital world ain't no way you can't read you can't replicate that you can't and of course it. tom uh tom paul uh became a, as happens with a lot of groups uh they split up for a while as a trio and uh chuck i believe ran the business part of the recording studio and uh, Jim had a particular role. I think he was more of the promotion person. And Tom Paul, at one point, went out on his own. And that's when he became a member of the Outlaws. Yeah. You know, there was Tom right. Paul and Willie and Waylon. Willie and Waylon kind of got the headlines of that Outlaw thing, but it really did start with the Glazer that's Brothers. That's where yeah. the Outlaw album was one of the first million-selling country music albums. And Tom Paul was on that album. And it was recorded at the Glazer Brothers studio. Gotcha. Well, we talked about how we started, and, and we got a, the, the evolution of where we started was, I, I, I guess, would be vinyl and albums and tape and how the tape, how the taped world we had in radio transitioned over to digital and we were introduced to compact discs uh cds and that that brought on the digital sound and we went from the digital compact disc to literal now computer files now you play you still play music on the radio right tell us what you play now and how you play it it's a computer file it's you know he stopped loving her today by george jones is a computer file and i sit there with a mouse and i see that song over here in my record bin it's my big record shelf you know we used to have record album Mm -hmm. shelves well mine's on screen now and i go get he stopped loving her today and i drag it over to my screen where i'm working on my show and I think I'll do one more commercial and I'll do the weather and I'll do this promo for hometown hero. And then I'll play a jingle and then I'll play. He stopped loving her today. And I remember you could stack uh, your music and the commercials and, and those DJs who, who smoked cigarette, go out and smoke a cigarette and it automatically go from one to the other. 
That computer. <laughs> you ever do that? That computer. Go out and smoke a cigar while. The, uh, uh, we're go- actually we got to do that right now. We're about done with this, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> we just have so much fun together. Thank you all so jo- for joining us on a hot mic with Houston and Hogan. We're getting a lot of. Well, I won't say a lot of downloads, but we're getting a lot of people who are becoming more and more interested in what we have to say about our career and broadcasting, which is long and tarried. Didn't make any money, but we had a lot of fun. Got some great (laughs) memories, don't we? (laughs) Thank you, Dave. We'll be back next time. Talk more about Hot Mike with Houston and Hogan. Be sure to click the subscribe button for another episode of Hot Mike with Randy Houston and Dave Hogan.